No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Let's go! the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Line. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you're having a lovely weekend. I certainly did. Uh, I hope you had a lovely weekend. Maybe it's still going for you. Which brings me to the point. Happy Labor Day weekend to my American brothers and sisters. I hope you celebrate all of those undocumented Mexican workers on this Labor Day. The people doing all the labor. Of course, I know this is a fact. Because I read real news. Like the Washington Post, the New York Times. I watch a lot of CNN. So I know that Americans don't engage in real labour. You really don't even deserve to have Labor Day. Let's be honest here. If you're an American, you're probably a racist. You're a xenophobic bastard. And the real labour is being supplied by the Mexicans. We know this to be true. Lady of Diamond Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you so much. Where did you steal the Diamond Gypsy? Thank you for the Diamond Gypsy. So we know... We know the Mexicans are doing all the work. <laughs> so really, the only people who should be celebrating Labor Day should be the Mexicans, but we're not giving them the day off because somebody's going to have to work in those fields. Somebody's going to have to clean my garage. I'm certainly not going to do it. It's my Labor Day, motherfucker. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to celebrate Labor Day, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Of course, Mexicans only. I only want Mexican followers today. So if your name's like John Smith or Thomas Brown, not interested. Don't want you. Winning TV with the diamond. I worked like an Asian in a Chinese sweatshop. Well, there you go. Thank you so much. Winning TV. Follow Winning TV, by the way. Uh, Saturday nights, Tuesday nights, and Thursday nights for Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. Uh, John Smith, Tom Browns, you know, Dick Ritchie. <laughs> Actually, I think Dick Ritchie is a follower. So, d- 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 sorry, Dick. I don't know why I said Dick Ritchie. But if you've just got one of those normal white people names, then we don't, we're not interested. You. Uh, today, I only want followers like Julio, uh, people with like Reyes, and they, all of the cool-sounding Mexican, hard-working laborer names. Uh, speaking of which, brings me to my first topic to the stuff uh, tonight, this evening, this morning, whatever the fuck it is. Um, we have a problem, ladies and gentlemen, and. It's quite serious, and I don't mean to alarm you, but 
Well, maybe you need to feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, this is the official... Yes, Jesus is a good one. Thank you, Static Void. Otherwise known as Jesus. So we know God is Mexican. <laughs> See, we know God is uh, Latino. And all of these idiotic, you know, white European people just saw Jesus and thought, oh, that's Jesus. A name that never existed before Jesus was around. We call him Jesus, but it's really Jesus. Let's get real, people. Let's get serious here. We've got to stop poisoning the world's history. We've got to stop poisoning facts with a Eurocentric mindset. Wouldn't you agree? I'm all about equality here on this show, especially today. So the first item I have for you, we have a serious problem on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the Black Lives Matter movement has been going from strength to strength. It has been gaining ground. It has been snowballing. It has been gaining momentum. Doing things that we all love, like uh, boycotting sports games, cancelling people who don't submit themselves 100% completely, you know, spiritually and theoretically to the movement. You, you know, you've got to become, dare I say it, a slave to the movement. That's the only way forward here. We will not allow any kind of dissent within the movement. <laughs> So enslave yourself to the movement, ironically. But the white people have been getting involved. And previously we've covered, you know, items on this show where various people within the Black Lives Matter movement have said how wonderful it is to have the white people involved. Because as you know, nothing happens unless a white person cares about it. <laughs> so that what you know, we've had people come, you know, I forget the name of the big guy, and he's like, you know, there's a there's a, he's like, there's a big space in this movement for the white people, the white allies. We need you on board. But it seems it's been getting a little di- a little bit too popular for the white people. So before we get to our main item tonight, which is the anti-lockdown protest down here in Little Old Australia, because I like to keep you abreast of what's happening down in my part of the world. Before we get to that, I th- I, f- I feel we need to cover this. So. We can teach you white people, you ungrateful, awful, bigoted, racist white people on this Labor Day, which doesn't even belong to you. It should belong to the Mexicans. (laughs) I feel we need to educate so we can all grow and move forward and progress to a happy, safer world. Ladies and gentlemen, our first item for for tonight from the LA Times, white people have gentrified the Black Lives Matter movement. It's a problem. It's a problem, guys. There's too many white people in Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) When I saw this, I forget somebody tagged me in it or somebody sent it to me. When I opened this link, man, I got an erection so hard you could crack coconuts on my dick. I swear to God. (laughs) I was like, I'm in love. (laughs) <laughs> oh, now it's time to ask the Black Lives Matter people, have you had have you had enough winning yet? Are you sick of winning? Hey, there's too many white people here. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and ironically, the Black Lives Matter protesters and uh, the far right, the ethno-nationalists, they now agree. Yes, there is too many white people in the Black Lives Matter movement. What the hell are we going to do about this? <laughs> Ring the bell Who and knew? get your cheese, man. 
Thank you for the gifted sub, Lady of Dark. Where did you, where did you steal the subscription, Gypsy? My God, good Himmel. Black Lives Matter was once shunned by the white establishment. Really? <laughs> when was that? That must have been a Tuesday. Black Lives Matter was once shunned by the white establishment, but now it's cheek and it's a problem. <laughs> I told, I said, I fucking told you on this show a month ago that when a movement, whatever that movement is, starts caring more about fashion than it does about what, you know, the purported reason it exists for. Like when you start getting designer labels printing like fucking protest shirts and stuff that sell for 50 bucks in inner city expensive, you know, white neighborhoods and shit. <laughs> when that starts happening, a movement Ring is the dead. Bell and get your cheese, man. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy, handing out the subs. One can only assume she stole them. Where did you get the subs, Gypsy? Who did you steal the subscriptions from, Gypsy? So one can only assume that we have now crossed the Rubicon with the Black Lives Matter movement. BLM banners fly in homes in Silver Lake. BLM posters are taped to the windows of Portland coffee shops. BLM hashtags fill users' bios on Twitter and Tinder. Oh, how wonderful. Thank you for the diamond. Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. She says... Uh, Get can be hard, but Minister of Cum says not yet. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond. <laughs> Institutions including Uber, Airbnb, and the National Football League have embraced Black Lives Matter. Yes, the same NFL that shunned Colin Kaepernick four, four years ago for kneeling in protest of brutality. <laughs> this, this whole article is a prime example of this is when me, one of my favorite things in life, I feel like I'm so blessed. You should all feel blessed to be alive in this time where memes become reality. We're all very, very lucky. And this is another, you know, example of when memes become reality. This article is an example of the meme of, you know, I'm on your side. This is what it looks like to an intellectual. This is how you describe, I'm on your side, as the rocks come flying through your living room window. <laughs> this is so fucking perfect. Look, because look at this. The, like, the NFL now does, like, the whole protest thing. They take a knee. Everybody, Everybody's taking a knee now. That gets you no quarter with these people. <laughs> because even though the whole league is now basically the playground of Black Lives Matter, they still have to mention in the article... Yeah, the same NFL that shunned Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you get no forgiveness. Bending the knee just leads to further whippings. I'm amazed that people haven't figured this out yet. Yet here we are. Of course, when you hire all these people from liberal, liberal arts degrees, I'm doing very boomer talking points tonight. When you hire all of these people who have uh, liberal arts degrees into organizations like the NFL, what do you think they're going to do? They're not going to be there to, you know, do data. They're not doing analytics. You know, these kids who have sociology degrees, they've got to work somewhere. I'll see you in hell. Have a listen to this. This jolt of white solidarity is not imaginary. According to a June poll from Monmouth University, never heard of it, 49% of white Americans now say police are more likely to use excessive force against 
against a black culprit. See, isn't that funny? Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Ford Sierra. For the Ford Sierra. What a car. 49% of white Americans now say police are more likely to use excessive force against a black culprit. But that doesn't mean that police are more likely to use excessive force against a black culprit, does it? I mean, if you want to take the purely, uh, you know, void of any kind of data approach, you can say it might, you know, police might be more likely to use excessive force, even though they're not. Statistically, they're not. But you could say they might be. But just because 49% of white Americans say that they are doesn't mean that they are, right? <laughs> God, I love this stuff. I love this stuff, but more than I love it, I love the way people fall for it. It never gets old. White people have been involved in black liberation efforts for centuries, from abolition in the 19th... Involved! <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen to this. White people have been involved in black liberation efforts for centuries from abolition in the 19th century. You, you mean, are you talking about the end of slavery? Uh, my friend, author of this article, I think it's fair to say that white people were a little bit more than just fucking involved in it. <laughs> like they came off the bench. <laughs> There's about a half a million corpses in North America that'll testify to that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. White people were involved in abolishing slavery, slavery I guess. It's like getting a producer credit when all you do is donate money to the production house. <laughs> Some white supporters bolstered the original Black Lives Matter movement, which emerged in response to the police killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson. Uh, incidentally, the beautiful part about the Michael's... Well, not beautiful, let's be fair here. That kind of thing happening is never beautiful, but... Everyone just seems to have forgotten the race riots that took place when Barack Obama was president. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed how they never get mentioned? Remember cities burning down? Remember cops being shot in the back while they were filling up their cars at service at petrol stations and whatnot? Right? Do you remember, there was at least nine cities under Barack Obama where this kind of thing was taking place. The only thing that I can see different from my, and again, I could be wrong here because I'm so far removed from it, but the only thing that looks obviously different to me is one, the way it's reported, and two, who's being blamed. Rightly or wrongly. Because the first time around, the reporting was far less prevalent. You, you had to search out articles to find reporting on the riots and, and the looting and, the, and you know, the violence that took place under Barack Obama. And second of all, Barack Obama wasn't blamed. In fact, he was celebrated. Wow, this would have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Barack Obama. Thank God Barack is in power. He can heal the country while the city is literally burning to the ground behind him. Exactly. Foggy in the chat. Dallas had five cops shot by a BLM guy in 2014. You never hear about that, do you? Not anymore. 
So Barack Obama was the great healer in chief. He was the empathetic, wonderful president. It would have been so much worse if it wasn't for Barack. When what he was doing was literally telling people, telling activists, telling the media, when, you know, when asked about the riots, when asked about the looting, when asked about the violence, he would say, yeah, well, police have got to retrain. The police have got to do better, right? Remember that? It's all the police's fault. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Barack. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, when five shots, when five cops get shot by BLM activists, Barack Obama says, well, it's up to the police. They have to do better. It's up to the police. They've got to learn how to deal with black people. <laughs> thank you. Thank God Barack Obama is the president. Well, this would be so much worse. So it's so much. You, the, the difference to now is obvious, isn't it? I mean, the guy now doesn't even have to say anything and he's already blamed. He's fermenting the violence. He's dividing the country. He wants everybody to die in the streets. <sighs> but people fall for it. People will continue to fall for it because people are stupid. Young people like me, the author continues, I'm 25, were the largest age cohort among the protesters. One reason young people protested is that they had been cooped up in their homes due to the global can, uh, pandemic, said Douglas McAdam, a sociologist at Stanford who studies social movements. Well, that's what sociologists do. That's fine. He told me that the dire economy coupled with disdain for the current president is also a factor in a large number of young people in the streets. So they, I, I don't understand. Do they not like black people? They don't care about black people. And incidentally, just before we write off the gentrification of the Black Lives Matter movement, can we just slow down here? Who knows? Wouldn't you want to buy organically grown avocados at a Black Lives Matter rally? I know I would. Wouldn't that make it all worthwhile? I mean, I'd love to attend a Black Lives Matter protest, but it would be so much better if there was a cafe and poetry readings involved, wouldn't it? So before we start poo-pooing the gentrification of the Black Lives Matter movement, think about all the bonuses. Think about all the things that you're going to get. Vegan cafes, smashed avocado, organically grown tomatoes, growers markets, poetry readings. It's going to be absolutely sen-fucking-sational. It'll make Black Lives Matter so much more, you know, uh, open to the public. So let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Don't think that it's automatically a bad thing. Where were we? He told me that the dire economy coupled with disdain for the current president is also a factor in a large number of young people in the street, something that a lot of us have been saying for a while. This is more to do with class warfare than race warfare. Class war, not race war. I mean, a lot of the class war stuff is a lot of the reason why Donald Trump is there in the first place, believe it or not. It's why people are straying away from the establishment of both major parties. You know, on the left, they're looking for like the Bernie Sanders kind of individual. And on the right, they're looking more for like, you know, at least in theory, looking for more like the, you know, the Donald Trump nationalist kind of individual. But the main, the main point to take out of that is establishment politics has failed. 
because the reality is if the centre-left and the centre-right had have been doing their job over the last 30 years, then Donald Trump is never even a fucking candidate. Bernie Sanders never is never even a candidate, right? And, you know, their internal civil war, their internal battle will happen on the left-hand side of the aisle in the United States as well. Just give it time. But if the established parties in the Western world, whether it be Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, the United States, European countries, if they had have actually been doing their job and listening to their voters and doing what their voters wanted, then you wouldn't have to read article after article after article after article about the so-called rise of the far right. It wouldn't take place. It wouldn't happen. (coughs) It wouldn't even be a thing. In other words, it can be hard to disaggregate young people's rage about the loss of life, hope, jobs and opportunities from their righteous solidarity with black protesters. But Jeffrey's told me that in broad terms, there is a distinction between the motivations of white and black protesters. Yes. <laughs> the white the white protest protesters. The white protesters, it seems to me, are in the streets to please themselves. And the black protesters are in the streets, it seems to me, to get stuff. (laughs) Get myself a new television. (laughs) Oh, come on now. That can't be true. That's definitely not true. Historically, when black people protest, they are responding to intolerable and immediate injustice. Yes, like the Gucci handbag overlords that they need to rape and pillage. Say the water crisis in Flint. In contrast, Jeffrey said, how many people are looting on the streets of LA because of the water crisis in Flint? Give me a fucking break. Say the water. In contrast, Jeffrey said, white Americans tend to protest over more abstract goals like the Occupy Wall Street protests against economic inequality or the melting of Arctic glaciers. God, white people are so boring. Bunch of little little Greta Thunbergs. What are you here for? While I'm here to protest, I'm here to protest again against the melting of the Arctic glaciers. Oh, okay. Quite a lofty goal you have there. And what are you here for, Ty- for Tyrone? I'm going to get myself a new pair of Narkies, motherfucker. That makes more sense to me. Can I loot with the black people, please? I want to riot with the blacks. Papa needs a new pair of everything. Yeah, yeah, Arctic Circle. Yeah, yeah, global warming. Yeah, yeah, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, 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 capitalism sucks, whatever. I'm just, I'm just here for a television. And I'll get one of those new PlayStations too while we're at it. <laughs> that makes sense to me. That's a reason to loot. If you're looting to save, if you're looting to stop ice melting, you're doing science wrong, bro. Put down the fucking crack pipe. Man, if I kick in the if I kick in the window to this Starbucks, that'll show them that I care about the environment. <laughs> fucking white people. <laughs> White paper is so silly. What you're willing to sacrifice, the article continues, demand and compromise is going to be different, Jeffrey says. There is a shared sense of the problem, but your immediate objective is fundamentally different. 
This is certainly true of AJ Lovelace, great name. The 28-year-old activist filmmaker felt the marches over the summer started off coherent and then developed into being performative. It was obvious to me, he said, that uh, people were out there to say that they were out there. People were out there to say that they were out there. Okay. (laughs) He said, he continues, white girls would agitate the police and then cry when they responded, this isn't how a protest works, based filmmaker activist. (laughs) Hey, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. That line again from the 28-year-old activist filmmaker, white girls would agitate the police and then cry when they responded, this isn't how a protest works. It is is when you come from the burbs, my man. When you care about the Arctic Circle. (laughs) Oh, no. But I'm on your side. The cries went up around the Western world. Saying Black Lives Matter is about the present, Lovelace said, uh, Lovelace said, if we are alive and breathing now, we are entitled to having a future and I feel like white people getting caught up in the game of politics and they lose the focus that this is not just about that. What it is about is changing a racist and oppressive system. You see, capitalism's got to come, got to bring down capitalism. It's about changing a racist and oppressive system so there can be real measurable equality and equity, ladies and gentlemen. Equity. I deserve a chunk of your stuff. And then the author does one of the things that I find most annoying. As a black woman, I agree. Her opinion is conditional on her skin (laughs) colour. She has a conditional... uh, opinion ladies and gentlemen as a black woman i agree i i've always thought this and i don't even care if people agree with me you know i don't even care if the person making the point is making a point i agree with if you have to preface your opinion with some kind of uh you know unchangeable identifier about yourself then that means that your opinion is fucking garbage or at least you haven't put a lot of thought into it. You know, because as a woman, I agree. As a man, I think this. As a black man, I think this. Your opinion, your argument should be good enough to stand up regardless of whether you're a black man or not, regardless if you're a black woman or not, right? You can just say, I agree. Just because you're a black woman doesn't mean that you're correct. Sorry to say. I know this because I'm a white man. (laughs) As a white man, I know that I can say whatever I want. Except for a whole bunch of stuff. As a black woman, I agree, the author continues. It's hard for white people to grasp that black people have suffered from systemic racism under every president, including Barack Obama. Black Barack based Barack Obama, huh? Dr. David Obama. Black America knows this struggle began long before Trump and will persist once he's gone. It's never going away. William Sturkey, a historian at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, said that when the black liberation movements emerge, there always comes a point when white allies realize the gravity of the movement and want to make sure they are on the right side of history. 
<laughs> it's just Meme City in here. I'm getting choked up with all of these fucking memes. Got to be on the right side of history. Come on, bro. It's current year. Their presence in the civil rights movement did help shine more of a light on the protest, but it overshadowed the courage of the original black activists, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! <laughs> See what happens, white people? White people, if you get involved in the liberation movements, you're all you're doing is taking the attention away from the real heroes. That's all you're doing. How dare you? You should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. I know you think that you're supporting the movement because of, you know, civil rights or equality or because you really care, but that's not true. It's not true. You're only doing it because you're a limelight slut, aren't you? Aren't you, white women? Come on now, be honest. But I really support Black Lives Matter. Everyone, look at me, look at me. <laughs> that line again. Their presence in the civil rights movement did help shine more of a light on the protest, but it overshadowed the courage of the original black activists, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear. White co-option can overshadow those involved in grassroots efforts, and it creates the illusion that, quote, everyone was part of this movement the whole time. It's an illusion. <laughs> oh, this has got to be brutal. This has got to be a brutal article for white supporters of Black Lives Matter. And like I said, this is the meme coming to reality. This is the I'm on your side meme. This is the intellectual rock being thrown through your living room window. I've, you know, if you're, I'm, if you're one of these I'm on your side people, I don't know how to tell you this. Is this thing on? Can you hear me in the back? Listen carefully. They don't want you. They don't like you. They don't want you. They don't want you around. Don't you fucking get it? You're not one of them. You're not part of the movement. You're not helping. They hate you. I don't know how to explain this any other way. They fucking hate you there. White co-option can overshadow those involved in grassroots efforts and it creates the illusion that everyone was part of this movement the whole time, he said. After the dust settled in the 1970s and public opinion shifted, everyone claimed to have been a civil rights activist. Anti-racist author and lecturer Tim Wise said he is cautiously optimistic about the onslaught of white faces in crowds. Listen to the language being used here. The onslaught of white faces. <laughs> How awful. How awful. I mean... We hate being surrounded by white people already, and now we have to go to our own liberation movement and again be surrounded by fucking white people. It's too much. <laughs> too many white people around. Anti-racist author and lecturer Tim Wise said he is cautiously optimistic about the onslaught of white faces in crowds, but also, quote, nervous about what happens when people who really up until May weren't particularly engaged in issue... issue all of a sudden are, quote, ready for the revolution. 
Kitty B in the chat, his name is Wise. He must know what he is doing. (laughs) Wise said that while protests can be cathartic, 95% of what needs to happen is not in the streets. But that's where 95% of the stuff is happening. That's true. Most of what needs to happen uh, is in a civic setting, often void of TV cameras. It's going to take drastic changes in policy and laws. It will also require everyone's attention. Well, if it requires everyone's attention, why are you complaining that the white people are paying attention? Oh, God, it's so... You have to bend your mind into a pretzel to understand this. You really do. We're so sick of all these white people coming to the BLM rallies. Unfortunately, we need the right people to change the things that we want to change. God, it must be awful. (laughs) Jeffrey's told me that if history shows one thing to be true, it's that white attention... (laughs) White attention? (laughs) What the fuck is white attention, bro? White attention. Do you have the right attention or do you have the white attention, huh? <laughs> white attention. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeffrey's told me that if history shows one thing to be true, it's that white attention and sympathy for black social justice is fleeting. It wanes when cameras disappear. I fear that may be happening now. Uh, okay, so <laughs> hang on, let me finish the article here because there's a great line coming up. According to a June poll, 45% of white people surveyed found racism to be, quote, a big problem. In the latest poll, that number had already fallen to 38%. Gee, I, w- I wonder if people are getting sick of the fucking riots, though. <laughs> like, imagine sitting there. Imagine taking a poll like this and after three months of constant daily riots, people start saying, you know what, I'm not supporting this stuff anymore. And you, the author, has to sit there and say, it looks like the white people don't care about racism anymore. (laughs) No, no, that can never never enter into the discussion. No, it's just white people don't care about racism anymore. It's got nothing to do with the riots and whatnot. Listen to this. According to a June poll... 45% of white people surveyed found racism to be a, quote, big problem. In the latest poll, that number had already fallen to 38%. I suppose I'm not too surprised because dot, 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 white people. There you have it. (laughs) So, this, listen to this. So, this whole article, like I said, this is the intellectual but I'm on your side moment. This article is complaining that too many white people are getting involved in the Black Lives Matter protest. <laughs> we don't like that because when black when white people get involved in the liberation movement, that takes the attention off the real heroes of the liberation movement, the black people. But simultaneously, when the numbers in the polls drop about people caring about the Black Lives Matter, white, when white people care less about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, that proves that it's a problem that we need. So we simultaneously need more white people in the Black Lives Matter movement, but we hate the fact that there's white people in the Black Lives Matter movement. Bra fucking vote. 
Way to make a guy feel welcome, huh? Thank you so much, LA Times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need to process this. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes. I'm just going to take a quick five-minute break here on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. When we come back, we're going to review some of the footage from the weekend of protest, the anti-lockdown protest down here in little old Australia. So stick with us for five. We'll see you soon on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. My name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. <laughs> you just do without the hat. <laughs> so you're not enjoying it? No. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good
host of weeknights. Join my good self, UK Neil, over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This just in. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Uh, so like I said, we've been covering on this show for the last couple of weeks instances occurring in the great southern state here in Australia, otherwise known as the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria, who have now been under full stage four, like cancer, stage four lockdowns for two months, 60 days. Now, you'll remember around seven months ago, these people were reliably informed that if they just follow the rules for two weeks, then everything will go back to normal. <laughs> well, it seems that that was a little bit off. Just a smidgen. Just a fucking tad. So, we've watched videos of people having their doors kicked in, uh, being handcuffed, dragged out being arrested. A pregnant mother in her pyjamas was one of those people. <coughs> of course, a menace to society. I'm glad that they're locking up these pregnant women. The real killers. The coronavirus super spreaders, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is the atmosphere that now exists in the capital of Melbourne. Uh, the capital of Victoria, otherwise known as Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Melbourne Premier, the Melbourne, the, the Victorian Premier da Daniel Andrews is probably the most progressive leader in the country when it comes to, they're like our governors, the premiers. He's probably the most progressive leader in the country. He has the military patrolling the streets in Melbourne and he is sending the police out to lock people up who post things on Facebook about going to protests. It's that bad. Very progressive. Winning TV with a diamond, 60 days, a small price to save one life. How dare you? So I do, <laughs> thank you Winning TV for the diamond. I do have a couple of items here to show you because there was a busy weekend of protests in the great Southern capital, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm not in Victoria. I'm not in Melbourne. I'm a Sydney guy. I'm a Sydney boy. So I'm the next state up. And now, historically, New South Wales is pretty conservative. We don't get progressive governments here very often. Uh, in saying that, Sydney itself, the capital, is very progressive in most part. But I mean, it's when you're talking about like the inner city part of Sydney, it's very progressive. 
where I live, it's a very high immigrant population. It's not very progressive at all. It's very blue collar, very working class. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Winning TV. So it's very blue collar, very working class where I live. Uh, it tends to swing around. Uh, but the, the CBD in like the inner city, very left wing. The rest of Sydney, not so much, but, you know, it can depend. But then the rest of the state, we don't vote in many progressive, you know, premiers here in this state. Historically, doesn't happen very often. So there's a contrast there. So I just wanted to put that on the table first before we go too far. So the first video I'm going to show you, this is before the weekend's protest. So as you know, the woman, like we covered on this show, the video of the woman being arrested in her own home with the pajamas. She later came out and said, "I've had a bimbo moment. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize that I was breaking the rules. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know that it was against the law to protest." Now, remember, I've been saying on this show for months that eventually the virus won't be the problem anymore. The problem will be freedom. Do you remember that? We've been saying I've been trying to hit this point home because I think it's so important. And most people are just glossing over it. The switcheroo that's taking place here by governments, they no longer blame the virus even for the lockdowns. They're blaming people exercising freedom for the lockdown. It's it's a subtle difference, but it makes so much difference. Because now regular human behaviour is being treated as criminal behaviour, right? Like just going out gathering in a park or something, going to the beach. That's now the thing causing the lockdown instead of the government saying, oh, we need the lockdown to prevent the virus from spreading. No, 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 no. We need the lockdown because you people aren't following the lockdown laws. Do you see my point here? Do you see the mind fucking that's taking, that's taking place with these people? So there was a big protest on the weekend in Melbourne. That's what the woman who was arrested for... Uh, she posted about it on Facebook. That's why she was arrested. The other guy who was talking about going to this protest who was arrested, we played that video as well. Hundreds of people still showed up in Melbourne, and we will get to that. But before we do, I want to show you this one, which occurred. This was a video that came out last week from the Today Show, which is like a morning show. It's like Good Morning America, right? Now, what you're about to see is footage before the weekend. So these little like spot fires of lockdown protests have been building here, have been gathering ground. Let's take a little look. I'll show you what we're dealing with here. We begin this hour in Victoria and as Premier Daniel Andrews considers how and when the state will reopen, there's been a riot in the streets with anti-lockdown protesters clashing with police. Christina Hearn leads our coverage for us this morning. Chris, who is this group? Just by the way, incidentally, I don't know how many people notice this. I notice it all the time. I love, 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 love when feminists complain about women not being represented in media enough. Let's take a look at that. Take a look at that. Also, the guy's co-host is a female. It's one guy and six women. Women aren't represented enough in the media. I was visiting my folks um, on Saturday, just gone, and they had the news channel on because, you know, they're old, and that's what old people do. They have cable news on. And they had the cable news channel on, 
the same cable news channel that uh, you know feminist activists in this country will would say is awful because it's racist and bigoted and conservative and stuff like that. They had that news channel on. I did not see a male presenter or reporter for two hours, not one. All women. Funny that. Anyway, I just I just wanted to point out that little you know Easter egg. Yes, there aren't enough women being represented in the media. How awful. If only we could cut this guy's dick off, then it would be so much better. Let's have a look. Carl, good morning. Well, they call themselves the resistance and they taunted police in Meadow Heights in Melbourne's north. Some were wearing Guy Fawkes masks as they brandished flares through... Based. <laughs> ...rocks at police. You can see them spilling uh -oh. over onto the suburban uh -oh. streets, stopping traffic. Police were forced to bring out the pepper spray and even tackle some to the ground. Get that an entrance, you f***ing dog <laughs> If you're a long-time listener to this show, this kind of language coming from Australians will be of no surprise to you. Because as you know on this show, people have complained to me about the way I speak. They say I swear too much. And I say actually, by an Australian standard, I swear, you know, pretty sparingly. But I always get like, I know Fascist Hippie in the chat. Fascist Hippie is a, a fellow Aussie bro. I I always get like a, a warm glow inside my soul when I see Aussies, <laughs> you know, protesting and hurling abuse at people. Fuck you, Daniel Andrews, you fucking dog cunt. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, it's home. It feels like home to me. It feels like a beautiful warm blanket on a cold winter's night. Yeah, you fucking dog cunt, fucking Daniel Andrews, you fucking shit cunt, mate. Fuck you, cunt. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's my Aussie. That's my Australia. Stopping traffic. Police were forced to bring out the pepper spray and even tackle some to the ground. Get that Andrews, you fucking dog. Are you sick? You Disperse, bro. You are in groups. Who is the real criminal? <laughs> you motherfuckers disperse, bro. Bro. <laughs> I love I love being an Aussie. <laughs> so if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. You have these protesters walking up the street being followed by police in a big group. And one of the protesters turns around to the police and says, you motherfuckers disperse. <laughs> you're in a fucking group, bro. <laughs> you disperse. I don't think it works that way, but I like his spirit. Get that entrance, you dog. Well, you sick. You disperse, bro. You are in groups. Who is the real criminal? Good question. Three arrests were made. A 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 22-year-old man all for... See what I said? Now, remember in that first article we read where the article was talking about how it's mostly people like in the 20 to 25 age bracket who are protesting for, you know, or at least, you know, in allyship with the Black Lives Matter protest. And there's a lot of white people involved. This is like the mirror effect on the other side. Do you see what I'm saying here? This is why we're talking about like a class thing and not a race thing. It's just got different ways of manifesting itself. 
So in a very, very progressive state, you have like these people. I I don't even they, I don't even know if they are right wingers or not. I would I would I would wager that most of them are probably it might be like 50-50. There's probably a lot of longtime Labor voters in this crowd. Because who are the people who are being denied access to their, you know, their workplace, right? We're talking about blue-collar people, by and large. People with, like, you know, low to medium incomes are being denied the ability to work and earn a living. So this has traditionally been, you know, the voting base for for Labor politicians in this country, rightly or wrongly. So I imagine, you know, in a very progressive state like Victoria, a lot of these people wouldn't be, you know, right-wingers. But they're going to be cast as, you know, extreme right-wing, extreme right-wing, extreme right-wing, because the people who are doing the accusations, the people who are doing the casting, are what you would call part of the intellectual left, not the working-class left. We're talking about the pseudo-socialist left, right? The college-educated upper-middle-class left. They're totally different to the working-class left, which is why I keep saying, like, in the in the States, not all Democrats are AOC. A lot of Democrats are flag-waving, gun-owning, uh, anthem-singing, truck-driving, football-loving, you know, you would call them patriots in any other era. But they vote Democrat for different reasons. You know, what we've seen over the last 40 years or so as a slow burn and then to where we are now. The working class parties have been slowly infested and taken over by the intellectual college professor left wing. And where you get this now, this problem, this move towards populism is where a lot of these, you know, white working class demographics feel that the centre left no longer represents them. So where are they going to turn? Like if you're a if you're a center left voter, if you're a left wing voter, but you know culturally American in the United States, you're not going to vote for like an AOC. You know you're worried about when's my next fucking paycheck coming. You know I want to keep a little more money in my pocket, maybe a little bit of healthcare, something like that, right? You don't care about uh, transgender toilets. <laughs> You don't care about, you know, like, think of how ridiculous it is to have somebody who was running for the nomination for the Democrat Party, Elizabeth Warren, say that she wants to hire a, a, a nine-year-old transgender girl to be her education secretary. Right? Now, the same thing has happened on the right, but just in a different way. Because this is this is the whole rhino phenomenon, right? So you have people on the right who are culturally conservative. We're talking about, you know, maybe religious people, evangelicals, Christian, uh, you know, strong nationalists, very cons- like socially conservative people. They've seen that their party has been doing everything they can to appease the other side. Now they sit around and say, well, who the fuck am I supposed to vote for? I first started talking about this and writing about this fucking 10 years ago and nobody cared then and nobody cares now, which is fine. But at the time I called it bipartisan nationalism. So you're going to have the centre-right, which is trying to marry up 
to the left. You've got the left, which is going further left, right? The whole Overton window is shifting. And then you've got all of these people in the middle who are just like normal working class average people. And just because, you know, they don't they don't care about trans toilets, they care about their job. But then their own politicians call them a, a bigot for not caring about trans toilets. And on the conservative side, you have people who uh, care about social conservatism, don't want, you know, progressive social policies, and their own politicians are ignoring their concerns and just signing off on all of the other shit. And so you have this big group now. It's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And that's why on this show, I've been trying my best for the last couple of years to break down this left-right bullshit. Because the emerging paradigm that's going to come out of this, it's got nothing to do with left and right anymore. It's going to be class, whether we like it or not. So if you're a social conservative, you've been ignored by your party. If you're a, you know, a white, uh, blue-collar or low, lower middle-class uh, worker or family, you've been ignored by your party. And now if you go out on the street and protest for your right to attend your workplace, the media, which is like the intellectual hard left, will brand you as a white supremacist. That's 2020 in a nutshell. Feels good, doesn't it? So let's carry on. Breaching the chief health officer's orders. They will appear in court at a later date. And there were protests again in Dandenong in Melbourne's southeast. This has been going on for a week. Five more fines were dished out last night. It all comes as the Victorian Premier is facing mounting pressure to give us a roadmap out here in Melbourne. A However, roadmap. Daniel Andrews says it is too. I, lo- I love these little buzzwords that they use a roadmap. <laughs> Why do I need a roadmap, bro? I'm banned from driving anywhere. You can be arrested for driving uh, more than five kilometres away from your own home in Victoria right now. Remember based curry man? (laughs) So we don't need a roadmap. Just fucking open the shops. Too soon because our numbers are still too high. That, of course, is not going down too well with business groups, but public health officials are expected to really comb through infection data this week. Uh, Infection data. It's such semantical bullshit. On Wednesday, I will go through um, like the business stuff that I've been collecting. I've been trying to get through it over the last few weeks, but I keep getting sidetracked on other topics. But I do- there he is, based curry man. Thank you, fascist hippie. <laughs> the based curry man, a hero here on the Daily Boogie program. So a real, a real fucking Australian based curry man. So. I will get to that business stuff. I'm definitely going to do it on Wednesday and cover all of that shit. So if you're not if you're not a nerd for that kind of thing, don't bother watching. <laughs> also, if you're not a Mexican, I'm only looking for Mexican followers today. As I said in the intro. Oh, that's not the one I was looking for. Here we go. No, that's not the one I was wanting. Here, this is the one I want. Okay. So let's fast forward to Saturday. Let's fast forward to the weekend just gone where the protests that were being spoken about in the videos that we watched where people were being arrested for what they posted on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, a convoluted point, a convoluted premise, I know. 
they actually took place. Have a look at how our media uh, shows this. Like I said, you're dealing with a lot of like, you know, uh, and I'm one of these people, so don't take this the wrong way. You're dealing with a lot of um, people with no higher education, <clears throat> blue collar, um, lower middle class or working class individuals here, right? Who have been forced into lockdown by their government for over two months now. And, you know, we'll get to a video later on of the Premier explaining his fucking roadmap. Uh, it's going to extend. It's going even longer as well. Remember, everybody was told at the start of this, hey, just follow the rules for a couple of weeks and everything will go back to normal. That was seven months ago. Seven months ago. And now a whole state in Australia is placed under literal house arrest with the military patrolling the streets outside their front door. Believe it or not. Violent clashes have broken out between protesters and police as hundreds illegally rallied Fury against Melbourne's unmasked. lockdown laws. The force was ready as tensions quickly rose amongst the group, branded selfish by the Premier. Mark <laughs> you selfish bastards. See what I'm saying here? The leader of the state... Again, I, I, need, to, I need to refresh your memory here. Where's this video I had pulled up earlier? Here we go. This is a good one. Okay. A month ago, there were Black Lives Matter protests in the, in the, in the major cities here, in Sydney and in Melbourne. Now, the protesters who are out there <clears throat> protesting for the right to attend their job, okay, for the right to attend their workplace, for the right to walk outside without being fucking arrested on the street, the leader of that state calls them selfish, right? <laughs> you disgusting, selfish bastards. A month ago, we had this taking place here. A month ago. Thank you for the diamond ice, man. The cops aren't six feet apart. They're breaking, they are breaking the rules. <laughs> Did I just, wait a minute. I didn't pick this up before. Are they actually doing fuck the police as a chant? Oh, American Black Lives Matter protesters. You've got so much to learn. <laughs> look at the, look at the Aussies schooling the Americans on how to protest. They're doing, you know, fuck the police, come straight out to underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. Right. <laughs> They have the authority to kill a minority. Fucking with me because I'm a teenager. <laughs> they're, doing it as a, they're doing it as a riot chant. <laughs> this is so much better than, hey, hey, ho, ho, racist police have got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I am a connoisseur of uh, riot, riot chants. <laughs> this is so much better. Fucking watch and learn, America, America bros. It's so cringe when you see five white guys arm in arm <laughs> saying the lyric, thinking every nigger is getting narcotic.
I wonder. I wonder if. I wonder if the protesters were like thinking every N word. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Somebody said, can we put it to music? Uh, maybe there's a karaoke version that I'm not aware of. Let's, have, let's see if we can do this. <laughs> How fucking awful. <laughs> I, I never saw that before. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. We'll see what we can do. Surely there can't be karaoke on it. Oh my God, there's karaoke. <laughs> there's a karaoke version. All right, let's see if we can do this on the fly. Oh God. Fantastic. <laughs> amazing. Oh, amazing. So, like I said, that was a month ago, right? But now these guys, these are the ones being selfish. Like I said, low to middle income earners who want to be able to go to work. It's fantastic, isn't it? Santa Martino was there. Let's have a look. Look at this, huh? huh? Brawling with police in the name of freedom. Demonstrators were picked off one by one to rounds of applause. See, see the way it's presented it to rounds of applause? 
that's what that's what you call a Bronx cheer. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. <laughs> like, say, if you're watching your favourite football team and your football team's been fucking everything up all day, right? They can't get one single play right. And they finally get, like, one basic simple thing right. And the crowd goes, yeah, woo. <laughs> Gives them a Bronx cheer. That's what that is. Because they're all protesters there. They're all people protesting. But the, the journalists can't fucking help themselves. They have to say, oh, look, to round of applause, like people are applauding the police for uh, tackling people to the ground and dragging them out in handcuffs. That's not what's happening there. But anyway, don't let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Handcuffed but far from gagged, their hatred for lockdown was laid bare. <laughs> look, is that a Bane mask? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes, the fire riders. <laughs> you think this gives you power over me? Their hatred for lockdown laid to bear. Unmasked but definitely not gagged. You can you can you can taste the hatred of these protesters, right? These anti-lockdown protesters. You can taste the hatred, the disdain that the corporate press has for them. In just in the choice of words that they use. Is this the future you want for us? They turned you into a Nazi overnight. It's not a Bane mask. It's even better. It's a Darth Vader mask. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They turned you into a Nazi overnight. I'm not even struggling. No, We're locked up. <laughs> They changed you into a Nazi overnight and he turns around to the copper handcuff and I'm not even struggling, you cunt. <laughs> like I said, I don't swear much. I'm an outlier when it comes to Australian working class peoples. Oh, and it's all because of Dan Andrews' incompetency. Moving early on the loudest only angered the growing mob, ditching masks and social distancing. See, mob, when, when did they refer to the Black Lives Matter protesters as a mob? Of course not. Link arms and stare down police reinforcements. <laughs> Shoved and surrounded. The protesters were beaten back to the steps of the shrine. Beaten. Literally beaten by the police. I thought we ca I thought we were upset about police brutality. I thought we cared about police brutality, right? No. Today we're on the side of the batons. <laughs> This is why I fail to, like, genuinely care now. Because I will have conversations with people who tell me that they are anti-fascist. I am against fascism, yet they are in favour of the military patrolling the streets of Melbourne to lock people up who walk outside their own homes. I'm not even fucking joking with you. People will waste their breath telling me how they're so concerned with authoritarianism and fascism and when I bring up that the military is walking around patrolling the streets, that the police are, you know, baton striking people who just want to go to work, they say, good. <laughs> Whilst at the same time, tell me that they're really concerned about fascism. It's... We are... We have never had so much information available to us as a civilization, and yet we've never been so stupid. 
I suspect most people are just politically confused. They don't know what they are. They don't know what they believe in. They don't know what they think. They'll just go along with whatever their team says. And that's that's half of the problem. Yeah, and that's something I push back on on this show constantly. The idea that going along with whatever your team says makes you a good guy, makes you a good person, makes you one of the good guys. It's wrong. That's You're doing democracy wrong if you think that your job is to just parrot what your leaders say, regardless of who they are. You have a brain. Use it. Parroting what your leaders say is how we get here, how we get to this. People refusing to ever, like, sort of step outside the line. And I know it's social pressure and it hurts. And people can accuse you of all fucking sorts of things, but it's worth it. Because when we get to the stage of we're just going along with whatever our leaders say because he's our guy or that's my team, then, you know, free society, free civilization as we know it is already fucking dead. It's your responsibility to hold your elected officials to account, not parrot everything they say unthinkingly. But we should be in thousands. But songs and chants failed to move the police line, forcing them to change tactic. Blocked out of the shrine by police, the protesters moved en masse. Thousands of them marching through the city streets on their way to Albert Park Lake. Daniel Andrews! You suck, Daniel Andrews! That's a great. That's a great shot there. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's get him up. Need to screen grab that fella. <laughs> Good work, champ. <laughs> I do love a good pause when we get one. Let's carry on. Human rights Numbers swelled on the short walk. This is not going to be in vain. We did this for the people. Upsetting those they passed who were still sticking to the... I mean, ladies and gentlemen, please. Looks like an Indian guy or maybe an Egyptian or a Turk or something like that. Fucking hard hat, blue collar worker uniform, right? Fuck it, I'm wearing my uniform today. Fuck it. Might have been there on his fucking lunch break. Who knows? This is for the people. Upsetting those they passed who were still sticking to the chief health officer's guidelines. They need to realise that they are putting lives at risk. <laughs> oh no! We can't upset the old ladies now. Not the old, not the boomer white women. We can't upset them. <laughs> they are. Put, they need to understand that they are putting people's lives at risk. Yes, we wouldn't want to upset your leisurely stroll in the sun, would we, darling? Not going to be in vain. We did this for the people. Upsetting those they passed who were still still... Ups, upsetting. Somebody upset me today. <laughs> Go fuck. Go shit in your hat. Go shit in your hat. <laughs> we, we mustn't upset the white female boomers, ladies and gentlemen. Sticking to the chief health officer's guidelines. They need to realise... They that- need, see, they're putting people's lives at risk, right? 
It's their fault we're in lockdown. These people are just regurgitating. They are they are eating up the government, you know, rhetoric like a thirsty dog drinks toilet water, <laughs> just lapping it up. Remember what I said? People are just being programmed now. Freedom is the reason for the lockdown, not the virus anymore. Freedom is to blame, not the virus. They are putting lives at risk. We've got a path out tomorrow. What, they can't wait for the path out? But the pro- Looks like they're having fun to me on the slippery dip. Protests rule was short-lived. I declare this playground open! <laughs> I declare this playground open. I love Australians. <laughs> Waving the flag above the slippery slide. <laughs> A small win. A giant step for mankind. The protests rule was short-lived. I declare this playground... <laughs> There's a hero shot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Taking back our freedoms one playset at a time. <laughs> Look at that. What a beautiful image. In the name of the freedom fighters, I declare this playset to be open. Woo! William Wallace. <laughs> Amazing. Police cars swarmed and using the water to their Here advantage, the riot squad had them surrounded. Jumping in the lake only delayed the inevitable as a determined force in record numbers <laughs> chased and oh. cable-tied every protester they could, yep. with special attention paid to those who fought back. Get the line of those caught stretched hundreds of metres. Few slipped through the fingers of police. One that did had this message for the Premier. You're a f***ing disgrace! And the Premier had one for them. It is not safe, it is not smart, it is not lawful. In fact, it is absolutely selfish. <clears throat> Protesting, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 2020. In, in the free world, one of the freest nations of the free world, allegedly, apparently, the nation, the great nation of Australia, protesting is now illegal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cloud World. For the price of your $5 admission, you can walk into the Great Big Ten of Cloud World, where if you've got a problem with the government, well, that's your problem. Protesting is now legal. It's unsafe and incredibly selfish. Unless, of course, you're protesting on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement, then we stand with you. Yeah! Protesting is selfish. <laughs> you know... You know, some people like to say that getting hit by a police baton is a little bit unsafe. Well, I'm here to tell you, that's not as unsafe as walking outside your own fucking home. How dare you? You know, the most unsafe thing about all of this is people thinking that they have rights. Think People thinking that they have freedoms and constitutionally protected ones at that. <laughs> oh, boy. 
This is indeed a disturbing universe. For people to be out there protesting. It's too dangerous And Mark Santomarteno is at police headquarters tonight. Mark, how many protesters were arrested? Police have told me that they were extremely disappointed to have had to arrest 17 people today, oh, really? Alicia. That number continues to rise. We don't have all the detail as they're still being questioned, but at least 14 will be charged with breaking the Chief Health Officer's rules. One of Hear that? Hear that? We've made this point before. <clears throat> We've made this point before. They're not being charged with breaking the law because we now have, you know, for for the longest time here in the Western world, we thought we had this thing called common law. And common law, at least in theory, operates on the pretense that uh, it is common to everybody. That's why it's common law. The same laws apply to everyone. But now we have this thing that supersedes common law because, you know, common law is so... Uh, finicky and annoying with these, you know, laws have to be passed by politicians and they have to be upheld by courts and they have to be enforced by the police and all of this kind of rigmarole, which really just takes up so much time. So we have now invented this thing which sits above common law. It's called the Chief Medical Officer's Guidelines. That is the, that is the new law of the land here. You'll be pleased to know. So now that we have the chief medical officer's guidelines sitting above common law, we can really just lock up whoever we want. Isn't it wonderful? Think of all the time we'll save. Think of all the money we'll raise. Handing out fines, arresting people. Sound person's in the chat, exactly. It is just too much work, this common law malarkey. So we're just going to hand out fines, arrest people. We'll check Facebook from time to time, make sure they're not saying anything we don't like. We'll send we'll send the boys in blue around to cuff them. Pregnant mothers and, you know, single men alike. I guess that's common. <laughs> so we have now superseded uh, the legal system. Common law, fuck common law. You, it's because, see, under common law, you do have rights. You do have protections. You do have rights. There are things that you are allowed to do, <clears throat> such as uh, you have a right to expect not to be arrested for not breaking any laws. That's the common law theory. Now that we have this thing called the Chief Medical Officer's Guidelines, we can throw all of that into the trash and we can just decide when and where we arrest people for whatever reason we decide. It's fucking, it's a beautiful system. Quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that this is the state, the most progressive state in the country where everybody is really, really concerned about fascism. <laughs> they really, they are really concerned about authoritarianism and fascism. They hate Donald Trump because they say that he's an authoritarian and a fascist. They love Daniel Andrews because he's locking up these dangerous people who think that they have individual rights, like going outside their own home. Wonderful, isn't it? Political mass confusion. Because, hey, my team said it, so it must be the right thing to do. Any protesters were arrested? 
very disappointed. Police have told me that they were extremely disappointed to have had to arrest 17 people today, Alicia. That number continues to rise. We don't have all the detail as they're still being questioned, but at least 14 will be charged with breaking the Chief Health Officer's rules. Charged with breaking the Chief Health Officer's rules. <clears throat> Governance by bureaucrat, ladies and gentlemen. A bureaucrat you didn't vote for. You don't have to vote for us. We'll make the rules anyway. Uh, let's go to another report. They turned out in their hundreds, protesting against Australia's lockdown response to the COVID pandemic and clashed with police at Freedom Day rallies at Olympic and Hyde Parks. Some demonstrators were injured as officers acted on public health orders to shut down the... Public health orders. Not the law but public health orders. This now supersedes common law. Legal gatherings. <clears throat> Locked up and an anti-lockdown protest. Shit. I didn't watch this clip. I think I know that guy. Gatherings. <laughs> I, th I, think I, I think that's someone I know. <laughs> oh, no. I am going to have to jump on the phone when I'm finished with the show today <laughs> and say hello to my friend because I think that's my friend. Locked up at an anti-lockdown protest. More than 200 people, many mask-free and COVID non-believers gathered at Olympic Park to be greeted by a wall of police. Armed with a megaphone and health orders preventing such a demonstration. No, no, the public health act says I can... Wait, the public... Let's go. We're not going to get an argument. You have to give me a reason for why... I'll give you a reason. You need to get out of here. The cop explaining that public health orders are the reason that you need to get out of here or we will arrest you. Demonstration. No, no, the public health act says I can... Wait, the public... Let's go. We're not going to get an argument. Unbelievable. You have to give me a reason for why... I'll give you a reason. You need to get out of here. Oh, no, we've got bongos. If there's a drum if there's a drum circle at these fucking anti-lockdown protests, then I'm on the side of the police. Sorry. Sorry. Gotta be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm the black shirt wearing libertarian raising the black flag. I'm all about individual freedom. But if you show up to a lockdown protest with a drum circle, I will fucking arrest you myself. <laughs> we are not tolerating this. We are not tolerating that Newtown shit here, man. Fucking have a wash and throw the drums away. <laughs> Kitty V, shut it down now. <laughs> hey, Foggy, and the movement just died. <laughs> oh, no. There's going to be douchebags with the guitars. <laughs> They'll be doing acoustic versions of Freedom, I Won't Let You Down. Lockdown, yeah. Don't clip my wings now. Shut up! Shoot him now! Before he gets to the chorus. Sydney may not be in lockdown, but many there claimed Australia's overreaction to the coronavirus had taken away their rights. People just want to have their say and fight for their rights, you know, and that's, that's what we're here for. We're here for our freedom. Here for the freedom of our kids. And one man's bid for freedom was Go only short-lived. Run, old fella! 
After running from police, he was rounded up and bundled away. Ah, yeah. At least he. At least make them chase you. You know what I mean? At least do that. Police singled out more than a dozen protesters. Yep. And if anyone else got in the way, they were targeted too. Look at this. Look at this. Now, I'm kind of torn on this one because on, on the one hand, um, I do get annoyed when specifically white women go up to police and try to manhandle them and then cry when the manhandling doesn't go the way that they imagine it should. You know, so I, that that does annoy me. So I can't be, I can't say that and then be like, oh my God, this is police brutality. Because it's kind of like, well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, just for a different movement, right? So it's like, well, you know, you kind of had it coming. <laughs> a little a little reality check doesn't go astray, even if I agree with the reason that you're protesting in the first place. Exactly. Conflicted. If anyone else got in the way, they were targeted too. What's... Unbelievable. Officer, are you for real, mate? Are you for real, brother? Are you for real, brother? Right around Australia, there'd been a call to arms to hold these Freedom Day rallies, but with such events already considered illegal, freedom... Illegal events. Freedom freedom rallies are illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 2020, ladies and gentlemen, the great nation of Australia where freedom is now criminalised. Oh, isn't it beautiful? And on that note, I think we'll leave it there for tonight. I'm going to duck out a little bit early tonight because, hey, it's Labor Day weekend and I've got a Mexican to pay. So with that, Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I'll be back on Wednesday at 6 p.m. for another round. Don't forget to follow our friends uh, at Real Person PLTCS, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, Iceman4433, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, at Real Person PLTCS, Why Censored, Joy of Pessy, The Sunday Night Shit Show, JJ Stoner. I don't know if uh, Mersh will be on later tonight or Rational Times for that matter or Coffee Talk with Sandra, but give them a follow anyway. Uh, don't forget Char Money as well. Follow all of our friends, support the shows that support us, and I'll be back at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, then please head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to manhandle me like a white woman can, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Until Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.